Listener Production. Table for six? Uh, might be around 20, 25 minutes. Oh, wait, no, a booth has just opened up. Right this way for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, have you ever made anything? Um, I made a pretty good pinch pot in uh, year eight pottery, which I then made another one, put them together, turned into a fish. I painted it purple. That's cute. I recently tried to make fly screens for our windows. Oh, really? And they'd be perfect if our windows were (laughs) diamond shaped. They they were just, they completely... Full on rhombus. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They, They look like a rhombus. I got the measurements so wrong. I don't know what's happening. There's... There are mosquitoes coming in so many different corners of the of the <laughs> hole. I don't know what to do, but anyways, I tried. I failed. Well, anyway, we'll need to talk to our guests today because they know exactly how to make things. Susie Yusuf, Harley Breen, the hosts of Making It on Channel 10. Some very, very funny people, very nice people indeed, so we cannot wait to hang out with them later on. And Matt O'Kine, tell you what, a few photos being snapped yesterday, mainly of Alex Dyson down at the beach in front of the brand new all-day breakfast bomb squad car stickers. I somehow convinced Woods to give him a little test out on the uh, the 2008 vintage model that uh, she's been rocking the last couple of years, and they look excellent. You might have seen them on our socials yesterday. We've got our first entries for who's going to join the world's first podcast street team. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be jumping on the phone later on to see if they're worthy. There's only 20 spots, Matt. Well, look, they weren't the only photos being snapped around the place. Singer-songwriter Grimes has been snapped recently, reading a copy of a particular book which has grabbed headlines all around the world. So we're going to dive into that pretty much right now. Yeah, let's do it. It's all day breakfast. Hope you're going well. This is Matt and Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, we've all had difficult breakups in our lives, Alex Dyson, and everyone deals with them very differently. Some of us Mm. make TV shows about them. Others (laughs) stand on street corners. Two seasons worth as well, somehow. (laughs) Others stand on street corners reading books in a bid to troll the paparazzi that are following them. Yeah, it's been really funny. Um, Grimes, the indie musician who for a while was very much just in the Triple J, you know, pitchfork fold, um, has gained worldwide attention with a relationship with the world's richest man. I mean, two very well-known people getting together. It's obviously going to be newsworthy, but they broke up recently and um, it's it must be a really weird life for people being that interested in the breakup that you've just got paparazzi out the front of your house because Grimes has said that her and Elon are still living together. They have a child together. And so, yeah, you've just got the old clicking of the paparazzi at the front gate. And so she wanted to have a bit of fun with it. And so she thought, what would make the best headline if the paparazzi were going to get a photo of me? And what she did was walk out the front of the house and started reading a copy of Karl Marx's 1848 Anti-Capitalism Communist Manifesto on the street corner out the front of her house in Los Angeles. Given Elon's made billions on the free market, (laughs) thought it would be quite funny. And it worked. People took the photo, sent it to the news sites, and you were getting some very clickfish 
type headlines there, Matt. Well, I mean, I didn't even really understand what the Communist Manifesto was, really. Like, I, I kind of got an idea, a vague idea. Look, have you heard of Marxism? Yeah, look again, vaguely. I think I get it. When you're looking at the blurb about it on Wikipedia, it's sort of this is a sentence that stuck out to me. In the last paragraph of the manifesto, the authors call for a forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions, which served as a call for communist revolutions around the world. So that just, if you're not across it, that might give you a bit of an indication of what we're talking about here. Basically, the way that society is set up to benefit the rich and uh, help continue the poor to suffer is completely whack. It needs to be overthrown and a whole different mental, societal, financial structure to living should be implemented. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if if Grimes was actually reading through those exact words or she had like a comic book inside the fold to make it just look like she was reading it, but certainly caused a stir. And she's asked on her Instagram, you can help out to um, give us some new things to sort of troll the paparazzi with um, to show that she's not taking the uh, the whole celebrity seriously. But um, i got to say, the paparazzi have been out and about snapping pics of everyone and Grimes isn't the only person who's been caught reading places, Matt. Oh, my God, not at all. I mean, the, the, the corners of the world in which these people can reach and do their insidious trawling of fascination with uh, with spectacles, right? It's just, it's it's never ending. That's it. So um, there's too many to go into in depth, Matt, but we do have a couple of headlines uh, that we've seen on the Daily Mail of people who've been snapped reading something uh, recently. Yeah, with China Evergrande halting market trading in Hong Kong yesterday following weeks of speculation that the Chinese property behemoth are a who owe upwards of $400 billion to creditors is likely to collapse in the coming weeks, causing potential financial devastation throughout China and possibly the world. The chairman of the property I, wait, group... Wait, wait, I said we don't have enough time to go into the, the mall. The chairman seems, of the property seems group... Seems going into it. Hui Ka Yan, uh, who has pocketed at least $8 billion in dividends since 2009, has recently been spotted on a Beijing street corner reading Scott Pape's Barefoot Investor. <laughs> so that was quite interesting. Man, with $8 billion <laughs> setting up an ING online account. <laughs> yeah, after her axing as New South Wales Premier pending an ICAC investigation, Gladys Berejiklian was spotted uh, reading Eat, Pray, Love out the front of Flight Centre in Lidcombe. <laughs> Uh, Netflix is being sued by a South Korean broadband network claiming it's using too much of the country's internet and should be paying a fee, uh, leading Netflix boss Ted Sarandos to stand on a street corner in Seoul with a laptop and a Vodafone dongle where you can personally download Squid Game off him using LimeWire. Never one to shy away from the camera, Lara Bingle was spotted reading the Encyclopedia Britannica's Atlas to find out where the bloody hell she is. And ex-Deputy New South Wales Premier John Barillaro was recently seen on a corner in Woolloomooloo reading a copy of How to Make Friendly Geordies and Influence People. And in breaking news that has shocked the world, a photo has come out of Matt O'Kine reading... That's it. To be fair, it was a dumpling dumpling restaurant menu. So, (laughs) yes, 
I did read it front to back and very quickly, thank you very much. Needed to order. Before before we started that, I asked Bron, like, oh, is this too mean? I don't want to, you know, throw him out under the bus and that kind of thing. He's like, no, that, that's good. Or you could say reading the latest script of the film is going to be dumped. <laughs> like, Bron! <laughs> Trying to look for where my character doesn't appear. Uh, hello, I thought I was in this film. <laughs> anyway, there you go. This is all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Well, Matt, it was announced yesterday a podcast first where radio stations have been in the domain of the street teams driving around, hyping up crowds all over the shop. Now, your boys, Matt and Alex, are dipping the toe into the water. We have got 20 sets of car stickers to give away to anyone who would like to join the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. Bomb. Bomb Squad. I know. I mean, some of these radio stations, they give away what? Bumper stickers? <laughs> Pathetic. 12 by 4 centimetres or something. Oh, my. Maybe if you're driving a micro machine, that might be <laughs> remotely useful. We're talking about full-blown representation of Australia's Best Podcast, as voted by us. That is what we're talking about here. We are talking about you repping your favourite proddy through the streets of Queen Bien, mm. of of Alice, of anywhere, of Kananara, yeah, of Lonnie. All right, doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, or what you drive. You have the opportunity to be a part of Australia's first podcast street team. That is right. Uh, MattandAlex.com.au if you want to uh, enter to win. The four stickers. You got your front left door. You got your front right door. You've got your back windscreen up the top or on the bumper if you need. Plus the big old circle on the bonnet. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Bomb Squad is ready to roll. Um, and the first entry, Matt O'Kine, um, was pretty close to home because I did need to do a photo shoot so you could see what this looks like. Um, unfortunately, I don't and have never owned my own car. And so <laughs> I had to uh, to uh, ask my wonderful partner, L, aka Woods, is the goods, um, whether we could chuck a few stickers on her. She hadn't seen the stickers before, so when I got home after yesterday's show, I uh, I got to present her and, and pop the question. Okay, I'm just getting home with the brand new Matt and Alex Bomb Squad car stickers. Uh, I'm going to show Woods and hopefully convince her to put them on her car. I've got the Bomb Squad car stickers. Oh my lord. Is this going on my car? I was just hoping maybe you'd (laughs) donate your vehicle to be the first member of the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. so good. You have a big red car like the Wiggles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we're going for. <laughs> or a big red car like a cool Ferrari drivers or something. Oh, that's true. It's a nice thin... Oh, is that the bumper? Yeah, that's for the back window. Scan to listen. If they're that close, you're having an accident. <laughs> um, the one thing I have about the bonnet sticker is because my car's from North Queensland. Um, whenever a bat poos on it, it rips up the paint. And I'm just worried that the bomb squad actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> so if you put this on next to the bat poo... <laughs> I, 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 I promise you right now, Woods, and you listening, 
the, the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad car stickers are less corrosive than bat feces. <laughs> yeah, the Townsville girl, um, very worried about the, um, was it guana? Whatever goes on the car and can peel off the paint. They are removable, but they can stick on and, and they last. So I'd love you to be out there repping it on whichever car you drive. And our first entries have come in already, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Abithia from Northern Territory is on the line. Hello, Abithia. G'day, mate. How you doing? So good, Abithia. You are in Alice Springs as we speak and you have quite the ride. Yes, I do. I've got a 1979 Bedford ex-ambulance that I'm cruising around in. What? (laughs) Where did you pick up this? Oh, I picked up this just off uh, out of your, near your hometown of uh, Russell Island in Brisbane. Oh, really? The ex-ambulance? It doesn't have the markings, does it? People don't try and flag you down for your uh, assistance. It, it did have, but then I went to town with a, a couple of cans of spray paint and now she's all colourful. You've so. sent some um, photos through. <laughs> have you designed the um, the art yourself? Uh, yeah, with the help of some trees and some ferns and some leaves and some other people. Yeah, pretty much. It's looking man, great, man. It's insane. <laughs> so, what are you? Have you got the uh, you got the mattress out the back? Is this is this your sort of camper van that you've been going around Australia in? It's my house, mate. Yeah, I've got I've pretty much got a full house, a queen size bed, full kitchen, completely off grid, mate. I'm living the dream. Unbelievable. And you'd be willing <laughs> to rep to be one of twenty legends repping the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. Mate, you can have – I'll give you a whole side of my van. You can have the whole lot. There's all this paintwork, mate, there's, there's no, nothing's precious there, but I can I'll – just, I'll just put a whole wall that's looking about uh, six by four metres. So you can give me as many stickers and I'll cover it up as many as I can. Ooh. Well, congratulations, Abathia. You are the first member of the Matt and Bomb Squad. Yes! Yes! <laughs> awesome. We're going to awesome. send you out the stickers, man, wherever you are. Do we just address it to the uh, the 1979 Bedford? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you got a pee? Where can we send it, mate? Uh, I don't know, mate. Just send it to the middle of Australia. I'll find it somewhere. All right. We'll get about that. Thank you, Abathia. We'll catch you later. We've also got Nicholas from Brisbane. G'day to you, Nick. Hey, how you going, boys? So good, yeah, bro. Yeah, good. Thanks, Nicholas. Now, oh, look, another Queenslander. I mean, we just talked to Abathia who picked up his old ambulance from Russell Island. Uh, what's your car currently clocking at the moment? Just under 275,000 Ks on it. You do a bit Ooh, of motoring healthy. around. Where are some places you've been recently? Well... With all these lockdowns, not far, really. So, I mean, did you buy it new and it clocked up those 275000 yourself or was this no, a no, second-hand no. purchase? Yeah, second-hand. I, I bought it a few years ago off my after my dad's second divorce. Um, so, so that was some collateral as part of that and I picked it up for a cheeky $1,000. Well, every cloud, I guess you um, get me thousand dollars, mate. That's a pretty, that's a bargain. I reckon the stickers so, could be pushing that much, that much value. <laughs> so these Matt and Alex stickers would be adding value to this car. Um, do you reckon you might a few people might see you along the road and, and scan it and tune into the podcast? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit worried because uh, I do drive past the government buildings in the morning where the uh, Premier lives. So you reckon Anastasia oh, could be Anastasia, a brand new Anastasia, definitely. Come on. She was on the set of Dora the Explorer when I was there and we didn't chat. This is my chance <laughs> to get in front of her. Okay, well, please. Well, I will say with the proviso that you get a picture of the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad car out the front of the Premier's office. You are contestant number two in the Bomb Squad. Congratulations, Nicholas. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, this squad is right. 
rolling. If you want to join the best crew going, please, mattandalex.com.au, get on there. Terms and conditions are on the website. I think you need to be able to drive if you've got a licence as part of the terms and conditions. Um, and other than that... You can't be promising any kind of yeah. stuff to give people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just stay away from the general public. Let Basically, the stickers do the talking. Avoid. <laughs> that's you it. To avoid right. the general public. Stickers speak louder than words. That's that's all it is. We're just making you sure. But I tell you what, Nicholas, you'll be uh, looking mighty fine out there. So thank you very much. Thanks, Oz. Legends. Okay, well, get in touch. And you don't have to just have a $1,000 bomb like Nicholas to be part of the bomb squad. We have a very interesting question here from one interested listener. Oh, man. I so want to be a part of the bomb squad, except I'm going to sound a little bit bougie here, but I, I don't drive a bomb. I just heard stickers and now I want to be a part of it. Please. And the good news is, no. Matt, the bomb squad is a state of mind. Exactly. It's not rotting hubcaps, you know. It's not a dented fender, you know. The bomb squad comes from within, doesn't it? It's about, ask yourself, are you the bomb? <laughs> and if you answer yes, I am the bomb, then you can be a part of the bomb squad mountainalex.com.au or hit the link in our bio on the gram. Only 18 spots to go. It could be you. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's that time of the week where we sharpen the claws, we shampoo the whiskers, and we get ready to unleash Australia's fiercest shock jock, Rant Dog. That's right, like Wiley Coyote eating a chilli, about to breathe some fire onto some people who really, really deserve it. And... um. By that, I mean people who have been really pissing off our listeners. You know, we ask you to send us a voice memo of something that's been really annoying you recently, and then Rant Dog will do the rest. We'll speak some truths, and hopefully when the guilty party get themselves together from the ashes that they become, they can (laughs) bloody sort themselves out. All right? That's all I I ask. Get out of that urn and get to work, people. Um, And this week, Matt, we've got a very... Strong entry from Caitlin, who has got an issue quite close to my heart. Hi, Rent Dog. Recently, I've been looking at a new rental, searching online, seeing what's available at the moment. And I gotta say, one of the most frustrating things is that lack of floor plan. Not one listing online has the audacity to show me that bird's eye view. I mean, how am I meant to know where the built-in robes are or how big the balcony is if there's no bloody floor plan there for me to look at? It's just bloody frustrating. <sighs> Caitlin. Oh, no. Hit the nail from directly above on the head right there, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Because these jokers down at the real estate industries, you know that they've got the floor plans... The houses that are for sale have got the floor plans. The houses that are for rent have been sold before. I can only deduce that that means, Matt O'Kine, that they're deliberately withholding the floor plans from us, the dimensions 
from us, to show where the rooms are. Imagine if I was this part of Ocean's Eleven, Matt O'Kine, with old Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt and George Clooney comes and says, we're robbing the vaults in the casino, right? And I go, yeah, okay, no, not a problem. Where do we get in? Show us the plans. He goes, no, no, no plans. Here's a photo of the outside of the building. What do you mean? you got to show me what's on the inside if you want me to sign up for it, okay? You don't go down to the doctors, right? You go, oh, you found a lump. All right, let's just take photos from the outside. No! Show us what's going on on the interior, please. That's just the start with these real estate agents, isn't it, Matt? Mate, it's just the start. do you know what it is? <sighs> They're not used to showing you what's inside the property because they've got nothing inside them. Well, must be. <laughs> right, that's must it. Be. Check the rib cage, not a heart in there. <laughs> Check the skull, not much of a brain in there, is there? If you're doing this, what about this? <laughs> right, I'll tell you what's in the their time? eyes. Great big money signs, that's all they got. <laughs> Instead of eyeballs, you're right. You're absolutely right. And what about this? Have you seen the ones? You go to rental, okay? Oh, this is quite cheap. It's quite a good deal. Okay, let's look at the outside of the place. Swipe. No, no, one photo, front door. You know it's shit. <laughs> You know, it's an absolute dumb and they don't have the guts to own up to it by showing the picture of the crappy kitchen or the mouldy bedrooms. Be honest with us. We deserve it. If you'd like to get in touch with Rant Dog, uh, please send us a voice memo at matt.and.alex and, um, well, he'll do the rest. All right, Matt O'Kine, let's get a couple of incredible people onto All Day Breakfast right now. Susie Youssef and Harley Breen are the hosts of the Channel 10 show, Making It. They're some of our favourite people, and so we're very happy that they're both joining us right now live on Zoom. G'day, team. Hello, guys. G'day, boys. Buddy Alex Dyson and Matt O'Kine, two of the best. <laughs> oh. Who left us in charge, hey? You know, I mean, we don't talk about it too much, but Susie helped me, um, you know, with my very first Melbourne show. Back yes, in 2012, I did. win an award alongside Ronnie Chang. I, I guess I haven't thanked you, Susie. Uh, Matthew, the number of times that I think of standing out on the streets of Melbourne in the rain, flyering for your goddamn show. Oh. <laughs> I'm so I pushed thankful. It. I pushed it hard. <laughs> and now he's gracious enough to have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to allow you to eat from my hands. Yeah, to do an audio flyer for Making It, the new Channel 10 show, which is uh, on 6pm on Saturday's team. Tell us about it because it's absolutely incredible to watch people who are able to do things where, you know, coming from a, a talking background, you can say some stuff, but I'd never have anything to show for it. So being amongst people who uh, have something at the end of their creative work, it must be pretty cool to watch. It's just play school for adults. <laughs> <laughs> Harley, be honest, what was the pipe cleaner budget on making it? Well, my kids came to visit and there was a few missing from the cupboard. <laughs> The number of times that Harley Breen said, if I had my truck here, every time he'd see any timber lying around, any wheels, he's like, I can make a thing, I can make a thing. Because that's the thing, you can, you're actually a maker. Yes. Yeah, I actually make things uh, and enjoy it and I did pilfer as much as I could take. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> I took all the half-used spray cans because uh, I don't mind busting up a tag here and there. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a tag name? What's your What's your tag name? I told everyone that my tag was DFW, which stands for don't 
F with. Uh, and so... <laughs> Matt, the fact that you abbreviated that shows how cool you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to swear in public. That's ter- that's rude. Man, you'd be brutal in a beatdown. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's GFW. Yeah, if you were drawing a dick and balls, you'd put it under the underpants. You'd put the, the, pants, the jocks over the top just to really censor yourself. My take name was was Norton for a while because Norton is a type of motorbike. Uh, and then I moved to writing jokes because I thought that was really funny because that's what grandfathers would go, what do you write? I'm like, jokes. So I would write... <laughs> J-O-K-35. J-O-K-35 was the tag. I thought you meant that you actually wrote out entire jokes, yeah. not just the word. Full long-form yeah. jokes on the side of buildings. <laughs> did, Susie, I mean, did you ever get into any, I mean, you're, you, you're certainly not any sort of criminal in any sort. I Absolutely feel. not. Even the thought of this being associated with the two of you who are obviously the bad boys of comedy <laughs> makes me very anxious. I would not tag in a million years. I remember driving past some graffiti once and going, Dad, what does that say? What does that say? And he was like, oh, it says flick the police. And I was like, oh, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody O'Connor kind of being there. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me! What so? What about I was I was even um, in high school. I wouldn't let anyone draw on my pencil case, where other people like drew lots of different things on the pencil. <laughs> drew those S's with the three lines and the three lines and that. Oh, um, just, yeah. So no, no even vandalism on those things. Did you draw on your hand in pen at all, Susie? How um how how oh, clean yeah, skin I, were you? I vandalised myself and my folder. I tried to get all the boys on the bus to sign their name because that gave you heaps of cred. But just never, <laughs> never public property, only my own stuff. So, wait, 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 wait. So you went up to... Well, that's the oh right God, way to do it. You're a boy from my school. Can I get your signature? Was it kind of like... No, I went to an all-girls school, so I had to wait till I got on the bus and then befriend a boy and then, like, have your folder out and it had a couple of signatures or things on it and then you'd be like, oh, did you want to, like, write on my folder? And they'd be like, all right. <laughs> And then I guess in class, girls would be like, who's that? And you're like, oh, that's just... just a boy I'm seeing. You know, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, look, uh, let's talk about making it. Guys, uh, you must have been pretty impressed with some of the uh, submissions that people put in, the things that they were able to make. I mean, Harley, you said you took away from, you know, actual physical <laughs> materials, but both Harley and Susie, did you take away anything that you learned about... DIY and crafting and creating? We are learning heaps. Like throughout the entire series, we're learning about different materials. I mean, I think Harley knew a lot of it already. But for me, I was like, what is this magical stuff? And they were like, that's foam. (laughs) I definitely learned off some people. Like, for instance, Andrew, if I could have had more time to not be dicking around making a TV show and actually be with him, he's the kind of guy that really gently imparts knowledge. Like he's not dominating in that sort of alpha male way, but he's a real alpha male, I've got this, I'm in control, he's 62, and you would just learn by osmosis. Mm. Uh, And then also there was people on the show that I learned nothing from because I'm way better than them. (laughs) (laughs) We we found the Simon Cowell of making it here, Harley Green. (laughs) This genre of show is is my new favourite genre of show, seeing these people who haven't always had the light shone upon them and their skills and what they've sort of dedicated their life to, whether it's, you know, your, your kind of Lego 
building kind of show. Or I've even seen ones like I watched the great flower fights of flower arranging. I watched the glass blowing one. And this one is just as incredible because the people, they're just so excited to have, you know, to be able to show off the things that they've been doing at home. Is there something about the people you meet on this show, which is um, incredibly meaningful and wholesome that you get to see them and see their um, talents put on show? I think from a, a maker's perspective, when most of the time when you're making, you're doing it on your own. So the thing that I noticed the most is that all of these makers who are used to either being in the spare room or out in the shed or wherever it is that they, they do their, their crafting process, they were together with people that 100% got them. Yeah. You know, not only the other makers, but all of the, the production was all about celebrating this thing that normally they do on their own in the shed. And it was really exciting to see a sort of a community coming together and, and, and they, getting behind. They totally loved each other. Like you'll see in every episode, as soon as the clock starts counting down, they're helping each other out. And we're like, sort your own stuff out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Put your own yeah. mask on when That's the plane's right. going down. Then help other people. Yeah, stop bejeweling your mask and don't, you know, don't paint someone's feathers. Like just go and finish your piece of work, guys. So, Susie, did you grow up in a household of makers? Were your mum and dad makers and or did doing this show make you decide to make more? I did grow up in a house of makers. So I've got my dad and mum especially are super creative. My dad was always, you know, busting up an old piece of furniture and making a billy cart out of it. But I'm a very good spectator. I just love watching <laughs> people going, you smashed that, and then walking away and getting my books. Like, I just was never into the actual hands-on. <laughs> we can see it all take place on Making It, the Channel 10 show, 6pm on Channel 10 or on 10 Play if you want to catch up on the whole series. Harley Breen, Susie Youssef, you have both made our days for jumping on All Day Breakfast. So thank you very much for hanging out and hopefully we'll see you both again soon. Thanks, Legends. Thanks, Legends. Bye. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Yeah, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Ali's All Day Breakfast. Thanks so much to Harley Breen and Susie Yusuf for joining us, as always. Such a pleasure to chat to really great mates. Check out Making It on the television. And thank you so much to Abathia and Nicholas, the first two members of the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. If you have a car... And that's about it. Please get in touch <laughs> because we would love to for you to be a part and not miss out on the opportunity to be a member of the world's first podcast street team, repping your boys, Matt and Alex, around the joint. Uh, we'd love your applications at mattandalex.com.au. So uh, get in touch. Now you can always hit us up about anything on at matt.n.alex, just like Mark did regarding a conversation that we had on the podcast about the etymology of the butcher bird. Where did it get its name from? Yeah, the butcher bird. This is a bird that slings a few sausages, you know, chucks an extra chop into the uh, into the old bag for you. Or maybe, maybe when you ask for five hundred grams of mint, oh, you end up with about a kilo and a half in the bag. And the old, oh, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> is that all right? Well, we Mark has gotten to the bottom of it, so we're going to leave you with that today. I uh, hope you are well, and please join us tomorrow for another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. G'day boys, I was listening to an episode you were talking about magpies and butcher birds and you were wondering why they were called butcher birds. They're actually called butcher birds because they catch things like skinks, lizards and mice and things and they hang them in trees on sticks or on little forks in the tree and they hack at them like butchers would and they hack at the meat and that's how they, they eat their, their prey. So pretty brutal kind of birds.
Okay, I take everything funny that I've said back about butcher birds. I'm sorry. If any birds are listening, do not come for me. Please spare me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. More graphic than I thought. <laughs> but just goes to show anything can happen on All Day Breakfast. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.